This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rivett, and I'm joined with the owner and publisher of Retail Insider Media, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. Now, Craig and I were both traveling over the last couple of weeks. I was in third world countries without a lot of retail, so that's not as relevant for this conversation. But Craig sashayed off to Montreal and was able to visit a number of retail locations there that we wanted to cover during this podcast. So, Craig, where would you like to start? Yes, yes. So, uh, hello, everyone. I uh, had a great little trip to Montreal. I was there for, I was there for a few days. Uh, and it was definitely mixed. Uh, I was really impressed with some of the stuff that I saw. I got to uh, tour St. Catherine Street. I got to uh, take a tour with executives from Carbon Leo of the Royal Mount Project. And I got to look at a few neighborhoods in the area as well. So we can do a quick little run through of some of the observations uh, in Montreal, which uh, uh, was a wonderful time because the weather was great as well. Perfect. Well, let's start out with St. Catherine Street. And uh, just for our listeners' information, we do have a couple photo tours of St. Catherine Street in Montreal about a year ago. So if you want a little bit of a, a like photo reference or let's say maps so of the area that we're going to be talking about, I'll include it in the show notes. But Craig, tell us about where you stayed and what you thought about St. Catherine Street. Yeah, yeah. I stayed actually at a really interesting residence just uh, near Holt Renfrew Ogilvy, which is on the west side of the uh, main commercial strip of St. Catherine Street. So I got to walk up and down uh, St. Catherine Street a few times. This would be, I guess, St. Catherine Street West, technically. Uh, one of the things actually off the bat that was a little bit concerning was the number of uh, retail vacancies on the street. Um, I was got to do a bit of a tour with Maxime Frechette, who's a wonderful Montreal correspondent with Retail Insider. And he was pointing out some of the retailers that had shut down quite recently, including, I think, an Aldo store that had shut down the day before we were going for that walk. So... Uh, Kind of a little bit concerning. I mean, this is obviously an opportunity for new retailers to be able to come into St. Catherine Street. But uh, at the same time, uh, I recall Eva Freed, actually, formerly of the Montreal Gazette on social media, also pointing out that there was a particular block nearby, uh, near the Holt Renfrew Ogilvy, which I think only had one business on it and the rest had shut down. So uh, definitely there's going to need to be oh. some uh, new tenants put into uh, various parts of St. Catherine Street. Uh, part of the reason for that could be construction as uh, it continues to progress along. There is a multi-year upgrading of the street, which will uh, include a new public realm. Uh, what we're seeing so far is quite good in terms of uh, the plans and what's already been finished, but uh, this is going to be disruptive to the street. And there's quite a bit of construction going on there. Is it going as expected or is there issues with the construction as well? Construction isn't quite as what was expected initially, where they were going to have heated sidewalks and they were going to have mm. uh, um, garbage that would be sucked down into the ground. It would be done you know, through technology. Uh, I guess the city for budget reasons uh, ended up not making that full investment, which is, I think, really too bad because this is the future of Montreal we're dealing with here. But Unfortunately, economics have to come into play and uh, money isn't unlimited. Oh, fair enough. And what about Peel Street? You went there too, right? Yeah, I got to uh, meet with the team from the Marine Group, uh, wonderful people there. Uh, we were looking at Peel Street and what's happening there. So they've got a retail space for lease, which was uh, most recently occupied by an American Eagle store. When isn't other things happening as far as activities on Peel Street as well? Peel Street, it's going to be great. The Grand Prix is coming in a few weeks and that's going to be shut down. They're already starting to set up uh, for things. So really, Peel Street becomes a place that's, that's quite vibrant. Uh, jewelry store Majuri recently opened on Peel Street, which is encouraging. Uh, it's across from the Harry Rosen store uh, at Le Cure Mont-Royal. And uh, I believe I was talking to Sheldon Minsberg of uh, Marine Group, who was explaining how uh, eventually uh, the, there's some construction that's going to be happening on Peel Street. 
and uh, a bit of a boulevard put in in terms of trees and, and upgraded landscaping. It sounds like it's going to be quite lovely. So I'm excited for the public realm. I really do think Montreal does a better job than Toronto with its public realm. And the same thing with Vancouver. Is, it does a better job overall, I would say. But uh, Peel Street is coming to its own as well. Awesome. And I think you went to a couple food halls as well, if I'm not mistaken. I had an opportunity with Maxime to check out some food halls. We went to the Time Out Food Hall, which is located at the Montreal Eaton Centre. Uh, it had techno music playing. It was really busy and vibrant. Lots of people were there. We had some really great food. I had this Portuguese chicken Caesar salad and he had some Portuguese chicken poutine. Anyways, it was terrific. I forget the name of the place we went to. But uh, we also got to check out. I was full at that point. I couldn't eat anymore. But we checked out the uh, food experience at Place Ville-Marie. Uh, which also had a, like a big almost techno party happening because it was a Thursday night. And this is something that happens uh, weekly, I guess, at least when the weather is better. Uh, so that was quite neat to see. Also, the C2 conference was on. So there's lots of people in Montreal this week. And we checked out uh, the food hall called Le Central, which is a bit more of a, uh, I don't want to say authentic, but uh, the stalls are not quite as uniform, I guess you would say, as at the other two uh, uh, food halls. But it's 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 restaurants from the city that have set up. And, and anyways, I... Everything just looked fabulous. I, I really enjoyed the vibrancy of downtown Montreal and its food halls. Sounds yummy. Um, is there any other updates from the luxury retailer perspective that you had as well? So closer to Holt Renfrew Ogilvy, I checked out some of the retail there. Uh, Rue de la Montagne has uh, is become a bit of an upscale street. Uh, uh, it's got a Chateau, Chateau d'Ivoire jewelry store. Uh, construction is almost finished. It was, a, it was a new build. It looks almost like an ivory house or palace, whatever you want to call it, which would be the translation into English. Uh, I didn't go inside, but it looks like a very lovely story. It's the it's one of the most prestigious uh, jewelry retailers in Canada. The equivalent in Toronto would be Royal de Versailles, I think. Uh, you know, I noticed some stores like All Saints had closed on the stretch, but uh, retailers such as Christ uh, Pavillon Christophel is still there. Uh, Montblanc, the expensive uh, you know, pens and jewelry is still there. Uh, Tiffany has a store at the uh, Ritz Hotel, uh, right at the corner of Montagne and uh, Sherbrooke Street. Now, my understanding is that Tiffany will be closing um, right around the time in next year when uh, uh, the Royal Mount project opens, because Royal Mount has confirmed about a 5,000 square foot Tiffany store. And I wrote about that a few months ago. So uh, it's looking like uh, there won't really have, well, any luxury retail actually on Sherbrooke Street eventually uh, when that Tiffany store closes. And also in the Ritz, uh, there's a pop-up for Christian Louboutin, the shoe store which uh, is interesting because there's also a Christian Louboutin down at Holt Renfrew Ogilvy. There's separate shops for men and women uh, on the respective men and, men's and women's floors within that store. But uh, uh, nevertheless, the Ritz is, is quite a prestigious address in Montreal and uh, on uh, Sherbrooke Street. So, uh, you know, we've got some prestige there. And then I took a little walk around Sherbrooke Street in the 1980s and even into the 1990s. There were luxury retailers on the south side of that street. Uh, uh, and... Um, you know, most of them are gone. Uh, unfortunately, the, the former uh, Le Mousse de Cartier store or the Cartier store that was in Montreal in the 80s, uh, the stairs have been uh, destroyed in front of it. It was this bowed facade, kind of curved facade uh, with this uh, marble, uh, almost like a little jewel box. But uh, over the years, there's been really no retail tenants there and the building has fallen into disrepair. And it was quite sad to see the stairs uh, broken and chopped down into nothing because uh, last time uh, I'd had a look up there in 2019, the stairs were intact, but I remember they were cracked and I have some photos of it as well. So, uh, you know, wear and tear during the pandemic or whenever that uh, situation took place. Yeah. So sorry to hear about like history disappearing there. Um, but did you get into any of the department stores while you're there as well? I had a chance to go further down St. Catherine Street and check out La Maison Simons. 
I bought lots of stuff there. I got to tell you, the selection of things like shorts and t-shirts and tank tops and uh, that are quite fashionable and underwear for men, I'm just speaking for menswear, is tremendous at Simon's. Uh, the store itself could use a renovation, I would say. It's just not up to the standard of, uh, in, uh, in terms of the interior of the newer stores that you would see, such as, you know, Park Royal in West Vancouver, uh, downtown Calgary, say Londonderry and Edmonton. Uh, you know, those stores are, are a little more architecturally interesting because they're newer and they were designed by amazing architects and, and built by great builders. So uh, at some point, I'm sure that downtown Montreal store hopefully will be getting uh, a few updates just to make it a bit more dramatic. Because, uh, again, the store is actually great in terms of its product. It's just, you know, it doesn't quite look the same as the other ones. But I, I can't fault Simon's at the same time. It's an expensive thing to do for a renovation. Uh, the store is probably among the top three in the chain, if not maybe the top one in sales. I'm not sure. I don't have insight into that recently. But Well, it's great that Simon's busy there. But um, uh, for St. Catharines generally, is it busy or is it more of a ghost town like some of the other retail streets have turned into, unfortunately, after COVID? Um, St. Catherine Street or yeah, St. Catherine Street generally was really busy. Oh, the weather okay. was beautiful. One I was there on, I think, Sunday. It was 30 degrees, but... Uh, uh, just packed with people. It felt busier than Toronto, actually. So that shocked me. Uh, I went to the Montreal Eaton Center. Uh, quite a few vacancies on the upper level there, but uh, at some point they'll be filled in as well. So it's the center was uh, um, redeveloped and emerged the Complex Les Aies with the Montreal Eaton Center to form one larger shopping center. And uh, there'll be a big Nike store opening there. Uh, Uniqlo opened a couple of years ago, its biggest store in Canada. And Brown's uh, has a B2 store in there, which is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Decathlon is in there. Uh, there's a uh, Lululemon pop-up store in there, which I don't think is sticking around for at least. It's probably closing next year. But uh, so, yeah, a very, very interesting uh, tour of the Eaton Center as well. Well, and I know that with Hudson Bay, it had downsized a little bit. Did you have a chance to go take a look at how the new right-sized, downsized Hudson Bay looks at this point? Uh, what is that? 685, just going my memory, St. Catherine Street West. Uh, it's about a 655,000 square foot department store. Uh, eventually, the plans are anyways to put an office tower at the back of it and redevelop and uh, maintain the heritage facade, but to build about a 300,000 square foot Hudson's Bay store, where there's currently 655,000, uh, and adding in a, a big terrace on the roof. Anyways, it's this big redevelopment that we've reported on at Retail Insider. Uh, so I had an opportunity uh, with Maxime. We snuck upstairs to some of the shuttered floors. Uh, we were up at levels six and seven, we got to see an old restaurant and an old buffet and the kitchen and an old furniture floor. And it was neat just to wander around and, and check out uh, these areas of Hudson's Bay, which had shut. It's really kind of disheartening to see a big flagship store like this, uh, which once had a really big restaurant in it. I'd never been up there before. Uh, it must have been, I don't know, 20,000 square feet or more, like this huge food experience. Uh, uh, and and. That was actually what we remember from those department stores back in the day when they were really a place for people to come and to be a draw. And uh, clearly this Hudson's Bay store, which had been a Morgan's store before that until I think 1972, was uh, an experiential store. So it was interesting to see some of the history and, and what the store looked like in the past, recognizing that uh, department stores in North America have definitely lost their way, including Hudson's Bay and uh, are no longer th those same experiences in terms of food and beverage that they were before. So uh, I got to really enjoy seeing that. If anyone wants to look at my Instagram, I've got a section uh, of Instagram archived stories that includes one on Montreal, and uh, I take a tour in there. So have a peek if you uh, are so inclined, because the public is not allowed up there, so you're not going to be able to see it yourself unless you have a friend who is able to get up there for you. So uh, check it out there. 
Well, let's hop into Royal Mount because I know that was a very exciting project for you. We reported on it in the past. We can have that in our show notes as well. But um, to refresh my memory, where in Montreal is uh, Royal Mount? Uh, kind of in the middle of Montreal Island. Technically, the land is town, town of Mount Royal. Uh, this is going to be a really exciting project. I think it's uh, scheduled to open around August of 2024, uh, so a bit over a year from now. Uh, you know, all things working out with construction. So cross fingers, because I really want to go to this opening. I'm so excited. Uh, I had a look at some of the more tenants that are be coming in. I'm not going to announce them publicly out of respect for Carbon Leo, uh, the landlord that's building it. Um, but there's more confirmed tenants in there. But the ones we can talk about, because it's been reported and announced, is uh, the new Renai Beauty Hall. I think I pronounced that right, hopefully. Uh, really interesting uh, beauty experience that's going to be brought in there with about 36,000 square feet. Um, I don't think there's anything like it in a shopping center in North America currently. So uh, that I found to be quite interesting. They're bringing in an aquarium. Uh, they're bringing in all kinds of restaurants, food and beverage, where you're big and small. There's going to be a food hall. Um, lots of outdoor uh, patio opportunities they're going to have in this outdoor plaza. And then the indoor area of Royal Mount, uh, say where the luxury retailers are and, and other retailers, are, is going to have these massively dramatic glass ceilings, which I think are really exciting. So. Uh, it's just going to look beautiful. Uh, I'm very, very excited. I cannot wait to see this project when it's done. It's one of the most exciting retail projects, I think, in Canadian history. And uh, yeah, yeah. So best of luck to everyone at Carbon Leo, anyone doing construction, everyone there, uh, people doing leasing. Uh, I cannot wait to see this to be done. And uh, the impact on downtown, of course, could be a little bit profound. I mean, I've talked about this before. I don't have to go into details. But in terms of the high-end retailers we're seeing at uh, Royal Mount, I think there could be a bit of an impact to downtown Toronto, downtown Montreal. And uh, specifically, I think Holt Renfrew Ogilvy, because some of the uh, luxury tenants that I saw uh, on the floor plan and some that haven't already been announced are also at Holt Renfrew Ogilvy. So uh, there'll be a bit of a battle of the downtown versus Royal Mount, kind of like what we see with Bloor Yorkville in Toronto and Yorkdale in Montreal. So I'll leave it at that. But uh, I'm just so excited for this Royal Mount project after my tour. I got to say thank you to, to Michael and the team there for taking me around and uh, it was were definitely one of the highlights of my trip, uh, as well as the spring nice. so far. Well, and just to kind of round out the podcast here, could you talk a little bit about your neighborhood retail that you were able to kind of wander through and see? Because we talked about the mega projects and neighborhoods, but what about the small neighborhood ones? Montreal is such a wonderful city. It's got these high density neighborhoods with these, you know, triplex or kind of apartment buildings, but they all have these entrances. Sometimes they have these winding stairs. I climbed up some of these staircases and dear God, they can be precarious. So <laughs> I, I'm surprised we don't hear more deaths, perhaps of people falling down these stairs. I'm sure it happens. <laughs> but uh, the commercial around these neighborhoods is just terrific. There's lots of local retailers. Uh, again, Montreal just has this wonderful urban experience that you don't really see in Western Canada, I find in the cities because, hmm. because they're newer. And see so these older Eastern cities, I think just have this amazing urban fabric that you don't see in the West. And uh, I just love it. I had a chance. I stayed with a friend for the last two days uh, near the Gay Village in Montreal, and uh, which is it's, it's probably maybe the best one in North America. Honestly, can't say. I haven't been to all of them, but I've traveled around uh, over the years. But it's got to be close to being the best. It's, it's quite long. Uh, lots of interesting businesses and restaurants. Uh, but also there's an issue with homelessness and drug use, uh, which is quite unfortunate. And uh, part of that is because social services have been moved to the neighborhood um, I think that could include a safe injection site. I was speaking to some people, but my French isn't the best and you know accents, but uh, definitely social services are partly being blamed for that. And I, and I can even say I live in Bloor Yorkville in Toronto and uh, we've got a respite center and, and other things. And that's led to an increase in crime in the area. And 
And I say that as someone quite knowledgeable with this. I used to work at Covenant House and I know Covenant House definitely had an impact on the crime rate in the areas in Vancouver where the shelters are. So it is what it is. And uh, I'll call it out and stand by what I say because uh, uh, that is the situation. And uh, that is unfortunate for the village there is that uh, uh, this this could pose a bit of a longer term problem for the area, just given the vagrancy that we're seeing in the area around drug use and uh, um, uh, you know, other issues that we have with mental illness, which unfortunately is part of our society. So, uh, but nevertheless, it's still an incredible place to visit for those that are so inclined, check out the uh, Montreal gay village and uh, pride should be coming up. I don't actually know when it is, but it's, it's in the summer as it is with every city pretty much. So, and, uh, that's pretty much what I'll do to wrap up my uh, little tour of Montreal. I absolutely loved it. I can't wait to go back. Nice. Well, and thank you for just going through your trip. It wasn't necessarily an article that was very popular, but we wanted to highlight it for this podcast. So thanks, Craig, for chatting, going through it with me and hopefully chat with you next week. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening here today. And thank you, Lee, for chatting. Take care and bye for now. <laughs>